What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either. So we're going to try and figure it out together. This is a weird one, everybody, because uh, Billy Ward, who actually it's been almost exactly two years since he was on the podcast the first time with Roger the dog, uh, Billy's going to interview me today. And I don't know really what questions he's going to ask me. He reached out and said, I want to interview you about your creative process. So I said, sure, why the hell not? I've been interviewing other people for so long. Why not switch it up? So Billy, thanks for coming on to interview me. <laughs> always, always, my friend. Yeah, no, thanks for doing this. This is, uh, you know, like very much like you said, you've been doing this for, for over two years now. Um, Seems wild. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is incredible in, in and of itself. You know, most people that try to start their podcast last for two weeks and, and just rattle on. Um, but yeah, you know, it is, uh, I'm just curious kind of about what, what kind of goes on for you. So like, like you said, you know, this all started with the question or the idea of uh, we don't know what we're doing. In, in your two years, have you come any closer to understanding what anybody's doing? <laughs> uh, I want to say I definitely have. I feel more confident in my path, I want to say. Um, I don't think anyone ever knows what they are doing or what they're supposed to be doing. It's kind of just like, for me at least, this is what I'm doing today. And over the past two years, I've been able to create like this vision for what I see myself becoming and doing in the future. So I kind of take each day and work towards that vision. So like with the podcast specifically, I see long way down the line, like a decade long time frame of like, I have a bunch of followers and I'm able to find musicians, artists, entrepreneurs, and introduce them to this vast group of people and just show them like, look at this cool person you've probably never heard of. You should definitely support them and give them a listen, check out their art, do whatever. Like that's the ideal scenario for the podcast. And then like- So for the podcast, you'd like to, to be a promoter. You wanna, you wanna yeah. be able to expose different people to different things and generate this sort of- um, I guess for lack of a better word, community. And community is an interesting thing because I think a lot of people in the, the creative space right now very much uh, desire to this idea of creating a community. They, you know, everybody, every YouTuber has a, has a Discord and yeah. is that and the other thing, which is unusual and, and um, just uncanny to me that, that so many people find so many different things to relate to. But, um, you know, so it's, you know, I, I know I know that you're doing things regularly to grow to grow this this expedition to dry thing, and you you produce a whole lot of content on a whole <laughs> lot of different platforms. I try to, yeah. <laughs> um, and I know you said you know it's kind of a, a day to day thing. How much kind of planning do you do for for the expedition to try as a as a whole? Uh, so, ETT is multiple different things at this point. It started out as just a podcast and a little bit of YouTube here and there, challenges and stuff. Now, with the podcast specifically, planning, I don't ever do terribly much for the podcast. It's kind of like, I'll scroll on TikTok, I'll find a song that bops, and I'll swipe over, and if they got like 
under 5,000 followers, I'll check out their Spotify. I'll check out their Instagram. And I'm like, how, how does this person have so few followers? They're so good. And then I'll follow them on everything. I'll DM them on Instagram, uh, asking if they would like to join for an interview and wait and see. And then, so I just kind of wing that. I don't force myself like, I got to do four this month. It's kind of like, oh, somehow I got three for this month. That's awesome. So I just post one a week. Um, and then with the ETT blog or the day-to-day blogs, as I call them, that I do more planning. I try to batch create blogs. So I write 12 over the course of a month. And then those will be next month's blogs. So like I have 12 written and prepared right now that will be April's blogs. So then I write them and then I turn those into Instagram posts. And then as I post them each day, every other day, I'll read them for TikToks and Instagrams. And I've turned those into podcasts now just to create more content. Because I think the more content you put out, the more likely you are to get discovered. So I do a little more planning with blogs. And then YouTube, I don't focus too much on YouTube anymore. It's, I was doing a daily vlog. Now that I have a part-time job, I wasn't able to keep up with daily and like posting them. So I'm recording every day, one or two clips, and then I do a weekly vlog. Uh, so not a ton of planning with that either. Um, but I'm constantly thinking of ideas and content ideas, like what I want to post, who I want to interview and stuff like that. So I guess you could consider that planning maybe. I don't know. But I try to just keep it low key and not put too much pressure on myself ever. But it's nice to have content each and every day. That's what I want to be. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I, you know, like I said, it's, it's a testament to the fact that you enjoy this, that, that you do it every day. Yeah. Um, have there ever been moments when it's started to, to feel like, like a job, to feel like work? Because um, I know that, you know, kind of the goal here is to, is to not feel like it's something that you have to do. It's something that you, you want to do and you're doing for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. I've started noticing it that sometimes I'll be anticipating doing something and I'll think, man, I don't want to do that. Like creating show notes for the podcast. I'm trying to do that now uh, with all this freaking SEO for websites and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do this stuff, but I know I should. Um, And I'll start doing it and I don't really want to, but then I go through it and I'm like, that wasn't that bad. Like, okay. Or sometimes I'm like, oh man, I got to sit here and take two hours to go through this episode, take notes, find clips, do all this stuff. But then I start listening to the episode and I'm like, man, this was a good conversation. Like, I'm glad I get to listen to this again. Um, Writing never feels like a job to me because I don't pressure myself to write. That's kind of like, whoa, that's a good idea. I should write that. And then I like just sit down and write it all through and then leave it. And then I rarely go back and edit stuff. <laughs> so Classic then, school, yes, yeah, exactly. And then like, if I'm at work or something and I come up with an idea, I just created a checklist on the day-to-day like Google doc I have. 
and I just write it in there. So if I'm ever like encouraged or inspired to write, I can go in there and just pick and choose which one I feel motivated to write about. And I just write until I don't want to anymore. So, so far it hasn't felt like a job in too many scenarios. Um, but there are definitely things that I've started considering. Like if I had the option of giving this to someone else to do like the show notes or like scheduling episodes, like if I could just record the podcast, if I could just write the blogs and then give them to someone else and they create the content, that would be awesome. So I could just focus on like the things I love doing the most. That would be ideal, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> All right. We're going to take just a, a step back from it. Um, when you first pitched very, very, very first, like explain the idea of expedition to try, um, the image that I got is very different than, than what you created. And I think you created what you wanted. Um, but I, I've always been very curious, you know, expedition to try to me has always, uh, when you, when you first just say the words expedition to try, I always imagine more of like almost a, a travel blog style where like, yeah. <laughs> you know, time and comes on and tells you about new sanity and you go and try it. Mm -hmm. Um, but how often when, when you have somebody come on and, and speak with you about, you know, a hobby in particular, I know that with the musical artists, it's a little bit easier, but how much, um, how invested do you let yourself get? Do you, do you actually go out and try these things ever? <laughs> that was actually an idea I had for YouTube. I wanted to like Kevin Hart. And I think someone else do things where they like, go work out with people and kind of interview them at the same time, do ice baths and stuff like that. I had the idea to find new people who have crazy cool hobbies. And like, I would do the hobby for the first time ever with them while also talking with them about the hobby and stuff. Um, I never got the chance to do that. COVID was kind of an issue with it, but also I don't have the money to travel all over the country and like find these people. But that's a possibility for the future, but, um, I don't, yeah, I don't say I get super invested in like, when I interview a musician, I don't feel the urge to try and make beats like this person does, or like write my own songs or poetry or anything like that. Um, to me, expedition to try has just been like trying to figure shit out in general. And at the same time, trying to pursue hobbies as often as I can, which I haven't been doing too often now, because I feel like what I am focusing on is what I want to continue focusing on. So I don't really want to try picking up new hobbies or skills. And none have really been coming to me recently. The most recent one was the, I tried to memorize a deck of cards and I was doing well with it. Like I could memorize all 12 face cards. Is that how many? 16 face cards. Wait, whatever it is. And I could do that like within a couple minutes, but then I just gave it up. Piano too. I thought I learned a lot after just a week of learning piano. And then I kind of gave it up. So I haven't been investing any time really in trying new hobbies and passions because I'm focusing so much on building up the podcast and blog, I guess, which doesn't involve so much of trying stuff on my own, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, 
is that something that you you wish you could do a little bit more um you know it almost feels like it adds a little bit of um, genuineness to the podcast. You can say that you're also trying these things. And I think that it's great that you've kind of found things that, you know, you've started to answer, answer the question of, you know, what, what should I be doing? And I think the answer really is, you know, what do I want to be doing? If it sounds like you've found things that you, you are enjoying, um, but yeah. do you ever feel like, you know, you, you wish that you could shake off some of these things just to, just to start fresh and, and kind of try it again? Um. I would say this kind of reminds me of like the, the question I asked way in the beginning, like if money wasn't an issue, what would I be doing? And I think if I had enough money and enough time to do whatever I wanted, I would probably try a bunch of hobbies and try a bunch of new skills and stuff just to keep myself interested. Like (laughs) even just weird challenges, like the dopamine fast, I would try like, fasting for three days just like why not but now I can't really fast for three days straight because I have to go to work tomorrow so I don't want to be uh (laughs) exhausted and starving at work um I don't think if I could go back I would really change anything that seems kind of cliche but like I enjoy how like how much I've grown in even just two years and where it's reached. I like where everything's at right now. Um, and I know that can definitely change a lot in the future. So the idea of like trying a bunch of hobbies and learning new skills in the future, specifically for YouTube, I know that's still a possibility when, if I was given the option, like not having to worry so much about money or not having a job anymore. Um, I know that's, definitely an option it's just not right now so i'm open to it but not like forcing it i guess yeah no i think i think that makes sense yeah it's, you know, it's just uh something that's out there it's not not like it, you ever uh run out of well eventually you're out of time but it's not like you're you're yeah. short on time <laughs> right to, to try these things and just kind of go through the experience um next i just want to talk a little bit about the the folks that you've uh you've come to interview i've heard most of most of the podcasts, like I can't say that I'm 100 percent on there. There's, I'm <laughs> There's a lot now. So. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty up to date. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan. Um, but I know uh, you know you, you interview and speak with a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, do you have um, a favorite and a least favorite interview so far? <laughs> uh, Brandon Porter, all of them suck. No, <laughs> shout out to hey, Brandon Porter. Um, I still think one of my favorite episodes of all time is finding purpose and meaning with Matt Folkerts. We just talk about philosophy and like trying to find your purpose in life and how different people find it in so many different ways, like through philosophy, minimalism, or any number of different things out there. I love that conversation. Um, The episode I did with (laughs) all of the Kings of nothing that interview was so much fun. Least favorite? I don't think I have like a least favorite in terms of like the conversation sucked or anything. Some conversations are like more difficult to find flow, I guess. And I could tell I was way more in my head, either because someone was talking slower than I'm used to, 
or like they gave really short, quick answers and I didn't have time to like respond to anything. So it's interviews like that, that just get me thinking too much. And I feel like the conversation doesn't flow as well. Um, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had a conversation that I didn't enjoy or like when I listened back again, I was like, oh, there's some good, some good little nuggets in this. Like I've never felt like that was a waste of time. <laughs> and so it sounds like, you know, the, the good ones um, have very much to do with the person you're interviewing. It sounds like the ones you don't like um, are kind of more reflective of yourself and what you were kind of going through. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that accurate? I'd agree. Yeah. It's like, and I feel like even so those tougher interviews were earlier on when I didn't have as much practice or like when I was trying to answer or ask different questions, there was something going on, something I was changing or something that I was going through that made it more difficult, I think. So, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely think that's a big part of it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I, I think it speaks to the fact that, that you enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think you you kind of asked this. So I'm, I'm, I'm super jaded. Every every time you get one of these influencer people on, I like I like squint my eyes a little bit like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. And they, they all have been very good. But have you ever felt that somebody's, um, somebody, uh, for, to to use some stolen terminology, somebody's a little bit of a phony. Like, you know, they are they're an influencer for influencer's sake and not because this is the thing that they, that they want to do. To be honest, not really. And that's why I enjoy finding these small accounts so much because fame hasn't, quote unquote, gotten to them yet. Um, and they haven't made a bunch of money doing this thing. So it's like, they're actually making a choice to pursue this thing, not because they're getting paid to, or because they have a bunch of fans. It's because they actually enjoy doing it and they want to try it. That's why I'll like scroll on TikTok, hear a really good song and I'll swipe over. And it says like a hundred thousand followers. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, I'll follow them, but I'm not going to reach out to them. That's a little too much. Um, I accidentally <laughs> interviewed them. Um, his artist name is Walkabout. And I swiped over on his TikTok and he only had a couple thousand followers and same with Instagram. So I reached out. Then he accepted my request to come on the show. And I find out he has like 1.5 million listeners on Spotify every month. I'm like, oh, how the, and his top song is like 7 million streams. I'm like, oh, I did not <laughs> research well enough, but even him, he wasn't phony at all. Like you could tell he really enjoys making music. Like he has those visceral reactions when he creates a good song. And like, he likes sharing that story with people. So I don't think I've ever interacted with someone who is doing it just to try and make money or anything. That's good. Maybe. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> We're not about the money. Yeah. Um, so that kind of bridges me in. I know that you, you know, you said that that was kind of your most popular. Do you ever feel um, that maybe you should try to engage with other individuals that have a larger platform in the hopes of, you know, kind of bleeding into their audience, you know, and the, the classic, 
you know, you post, oh, I interviewed uh, Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp posts, <laughs> oh, I was interviewed by ETT. And then all the, all the Johnny Depp people come and hang out with you. Is that a strategy that you've ever considered as far as trying to grow yourself? Oh yeah. I think about that all the time. Still, I, I'm definitely open to interviewing way more famous people like Gary Vaynerchuk, dude, if Gary Vaynerchuk ever could come on my podcast, no doubt he's, he's coming on. If I get interview like some of my favorite bands, that would be incredible. Like if Travis Barker reached out to me, I would, I would interview him. Like no doubt. It's would you ever like reach I, out to Travis Barker? Like, what, what, what would it take? I, when, would you, when would you feel comfortable reaching out to Travis Barker? I've actually reached out to a couple bigger bands. Like, I reached out to Bearings, who was one of my favorite bands. I reached out to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> so I've done it before. But at this point, I do feel like I'm saving it a little more to, like, when I get somewhat of a following, I guess. But I don't know what that number would be where I would like feel it's not even that I'm like uncomfortable with it because you never know if the person's going to reach out or not or see your message. So I think I would rather, I prefer to interview the smaller people because I want to give them a chance to share their story and be put in front of more people. Um, and I, I, I'm still finding ways to build up my audience. Um, even if I'm not showing it to millions of followers to like their followers. Like I just found on Instagram that you can do a collaboration thing. So I post it, tag the person I interview and they become a collaborator and it posts on their feed too. So it shows my post to however many followers they have. I didn't know I could no, do that. No, it was crazy. I had no idea I could do that. And then like, TikTok, I haven't been doing hashtags because it's, it's a waste of time in my eyes, but it seems to work for other people. So I'm going to try and see if it helps at all. Expedition to try. <laughs> but So like, I'm still, I think I'm in the mindset of like, I'm going to figure out how to grow, even if I'm uh, interviewing people with less than 10,000 or 5,000 followers, like I'll find a way slowly, but surely. That's why I'm on like this really long-term timeline. Like I'm not rushing anything. And I know it's just, I enjoy the process. So it's like, I'll wait as long as it takes. <laughs> and eventually I'll get to that point if I stay consistent with it. I mean, I certainly agree. I, <laughs> I think you've continued to grow, um, but I, you know, uh, have have the numbers reflected this so far? Are are you growing? I would definitely say so. I wrote a blog about like the look at your followers in terms of like return on investment. So like you'll look at my Instagram as of recording this, I'm at 221 followers. So I'm like, that's not that much. I wish I had way more. But well, then hey. like even last November, I was at like 185. So that's what 15 plus 20 is 35, 36 followers total in just a few months. Like, that's awesome to me. That's a lot. Yeah. And like, I just hit, I'm right under 2,100 listens on the podcast, which I don't even know how that happened. Like, that seems like a gigantic number. And like, I can track 
how many people listen every day, every week, every month. And I can see it slowly going up now that I've been posting these blogs. Like there were times when it would drop all the way to zero for like a couple days or weeks at a time. And now it's like every two weeks I'm hitting a hundred listens, which that's crazy to me. Like getting 200 listens a month, that seems crazy. I was never at that before. So I'm just like, what's the next step? Like, can I get 250 this month? And then like 500, like it's definitely growing. And that motivates me to think that I can continue growing if I just keep doing what I'm doing. And then I'll slowly add more things and that'll help. Like it just compounds. Yeah. It is, is it wild to think that like, you know, some stranger you don't know in middle America, like listens to, to whatever <laughs> you do on their way to work. Is that, is that weird? It, it is quite weird. There's <laughs> 94% of my listeners are the United States, but then there's like 2% Germany. I don't, I'm like, that means people are continuously listening in Germany. Like, who are you? I want to know who you are. <laughs> um, and there's like a couple other from completely different countries. I'm like, I don't know. How did you find me? I don't know. <laughs> so, just lucky. Just yeah, lucky. It, it is definitely strange that people are choosing to listen to my podcast because I know people say the average person has like four or five podcasts they only listen to. So it's very cool to think that I'm one of those five for a couple people. Like that's wild. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and podcasts is a. Uh probably oversaturated market at this point. I know, you know, I'm, I'm not a big podcast person. I got, I got yours. Yours is, is my number one. Yeah. Somehow I'm still constantly getting bombarded with advertisements for this, that, and the other one. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't sit down enough for that. Yeah. <laughs> I only listen to the one podcast. I, every time I go to the gym, I listen to the Tim Ferriss show and that's it. <laughs> hey, like you said, you know, most people, most people got just a couple. I know. Yeah. It seemed like an excellent excellent thing but i also don't have a commute to listen to one on yeah <laughs> like 10 15 minutes to work and not nearly enough yeah and i know everyone like everyone out there starts a podcast and what i constantly think is like no one can beat my consistency i think i have that going for me like i'm in this for the long haul and i work on this every day i don't think a lot of people do that um, they want quick, quick fame, quick results, and I couldn't care less. So I think that helps me. And I know that like, no matter how many are out there, as long as someone decides to like, choose mine, like Bryce and Expedition to Try is my go-to place to find new musicians and artists. I don't care if anyone else does it. I'm going to Bryce because I like him. Like, I know that's the case with a lot of people and that'll continue. I'll continue to find those people like my tribe who are like, I trust Bryce's music and art opinion. I'm going to keep listening to him. Nobody else matters. I know that comes with time and posting. So that's what drives me. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that, you know, especially expanding your audiences is very much about finding um, people that, you know, have, have similar taste to you. Obviously somebody that who's, only listens to classical music is not not going to necessarily be your fan. 
Yeah. And that <laughs> doesn't least, bother me. <laughs> right. At least, at least for your musical recommendations. Um, do you think that you have uh, tried to broaden your palette as far as these things go in, in the hopes to, you know, try to, like, like you said, try to find, find your tribe? I know that, you know, once, once upon a time, we listened to a very specific core group of a, of a few bands, and now we've definitely expanded. But do you think that you have, um, like you said, grown kind of into appreciating um, a larger spectrum of works, um, both, you know, for the podcast and because of the podcast? I definitely think I've been, I've interviewed a lot of musicians more than artists recently. Um, I would say my music taste, I don't think it's my taste. I think I've always liked the majority of music genres, but I haven't explored a lot of them. It's, it's always been kind of that punk rock, pop punk scene that I've most turned towards. But then like, I find someone like Holden Miller or, healer bryce who are like those indie artists and i never really listened to that kind of music but i found them and now i play them on repeat constantly or like the kid i just interviewed and posted Braden bales i don't he's like he calls it sad pop i've never really listened to that you could consider pop punk like sad boy songs but like this kid is way different and I haven't stopped listening to him for weeks on end and he's just so good. Or like I just interviewed a hip hop artist. I don't often listen to hip hop and rap and stuff, but now I'm listening to this kid constantly. And in part because I do want to support these people, but I'm not lying when I say I really like their music. So I, I don't want to be too selective and like if someone reached out to me and I didn't like their music or art, I don't want to be rude and like deny them. But at the same time, I don't want to be promoting something and like lying and saying, this kid's incredible when I don't really feel it. Um, but I do feel like I've explored a lot more different music specifically, not so much art yet because I haven't found too many artists to interview yet. But I'm starting to look more from that at this point. But my TikTok is full of music now because I keep liking and following musicians. <laughs> the problem with the algorithm. It's, it's, uh, it's a positive feedback loop. I gotta, you just get more of Yeah, I got to start searching artists. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I just got two more real questions for you, but I, I sort of broached it there. Um, the idea of uh, for versus because. Um, in kind of your your daily life and doing these things. Um, do you find that, especially, you know, regarding planning, thinking about just making things for the podcast, do you find that you are doing things for the podcast or, and or more often doing things because of the podcast? Um, and if, if that doesn't make sense, I'm, I'm happy to clarify. I think I understand. Yeah. Um, I would say probably more for. Pro yeah, majority for wait. Is one worse than the other? <laughs> they're not they're not worse. They're just they're just different. They're just a little different. You know what I'm I mean? I'm trying yeah, I would okay. <laughs> Everything I do, I do because I want to. Um, it's not that I feel like I have to. I'm doing it because I want to and over the past 
few months more specifically, I've figured out like this is the stuff that I enjoy the most and I feel like gets me the best content. And that is writing and recording podcasts and recording blogs. So I started pushing some things to the wayside because I didn't feel like they were worth my time. So everything I try to do, I do because I like it and enjoy it the most. I don't really think I do anything because I feel like I have to, I guess. And now that I have a part-time job, I realize how important it is to fit the important stuff in whenever I can. Like I'll come home from work. If I get home at two o'clock, I know I have like a shorter window of time. So I'm fully focused on like, okay, I could do this, this, or this. Those are the most important things. And then like the background stuff, like actually posting them and stuff is like in the back of my mind. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I think that is, that is the answer that I was looking for. Okay. (laughs) Passed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and my last thing just has to do with uh, the the process of, of interviewing people. You know, this is, this is the first time that I've ever interviewed somebody. Um, (laughs) It's interesting because, um, you know, I think a lot of artistic expression comes from vulnerability um, and being the interviewer, it's much more easy to not feel super vulnerable. Like I haven't had to put too much of myself out there and, and do that. And, you know, with, with podcasts, it's a little bit easier because it's not this, um, you know, necessarily direct appeal. Um, like it might be if you were, you know, acting on a stage or something. Um, but do you think that you have improved as an interviewer and, and, and for me specifically that's that's asking you do you think that you are better at, at breaking people out of their shells at helping them be vulnerable whether it's on camera or on a microphone um, do you think that's a that's a skill that you are cognizantly aware of that you're improving i was actually just saying this last night i i can't believe how comfortable i am with talking to people now because like if if Bryce from back when I was like going to the treatment center every week saw who I am right now he'd be like who the hell are you like I didn't answer any questions from doctors like they would ask how are you feeling and I would nod or like shake my head or if it was a more complex answer not yes or no I would turn to my dad and he'd be like he's doing fine he's got some like but now that I'm in I'm so comfortable with talking to people of like all shapes, sizes, skills, hobbies. Like I just like talking to people about their lives and hearing their stories. It's fascinating. And I don't ever try to, I I don't know if I like have gotten better at making them more like vulnerable and like willing to share stuff because I think the questions I tend to ask are more laid back maybe but I try to just like get them to tell their story, like in a linear fashion. And I guess that kind of warms them up to those more difficult questions. Like what sacrifices have you made in order to pursue this hobby or passion, Um, which are tougher questions or like, what advice would you give to younger you? If you could go back in time, like those aren't really like (laughs) uh, the, small talk questions you would ask someone that you're meeting at a bar. So 
I guess actually, yeah, I probably would say I've learned one to talk to people and not care so much about what I'm saying. Uh, also learn to like focus on the other person and not talk so much about myself. Uh, Cause in podcast, I do bring up some of my ideas every once in a while, but I'll quickly ask a question right after. So it's not like, I don't want to turn it on me. Um, I want to talk about the other person. So that's gotten easier for me. Um, I still flub questions and like, forget what question I was going to ask. And I think that's just because I'm too in my head, but I've gotten better at that. I try not to be thinking while the person's talking. I want to listen to them and then ask a question based on what they say. So I've gotten better at that, I think, uh, and can only get better, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's definitely, I've improved a lot in my ability to speak I've gotten way better. We've talked about ums and likes. I feel as though I don't say those filler words as much. I've slowed down my speech. Um, oh, shit, I said um. <laughs> and I think I've, I've improved overall with how I speak and how I talk to other people. But I have to test it in public places. I have to go to a bar with Andy and see if I can make new friends and use my podcasting skills to the test. See if I actually learned anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, is, it is incredible the kind of the, the conversational things that we learn just by practicing these things. You know, I go to work every day and I have to pretend to make small talk, but like, <laughs> I, sometimes I feel like I'm getting good at it. Um, and then somebody says something that like breaks my normal mold. Like, oh, oh, now what? Oh, Hold on a second. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's, I try to be myself more than anything else. I don't want to wear a mask or anything. I don't want to be someone I'm not because to me, that just leads to uh, just not feeling good. Like I just won't feel good if I constantly pretend to be someone I'm not. So even at work, I try to be myself as much as I possibly can, but that means I'm not allowed to swear. Obviously at work, I swear in my normal speech so i have to cut that down uh and i don't know i change small things depending on who i'm with or where i am but i try to be as close to who i am as i possibly can be no matter what and if someone doesn't like me then that's not my fault i'm not going to change just because this person doesn't like me i just won't talk to them (laughs) fair enough do you do you feel like you i mean you have a pretty solid sense of who you are. Cause you know, a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that for a long time. I've, I've definitely gotten closer to figuring out who I am and what perspectives and opinions I have on a lot of things. And I realize that even though I am pretty set and self-aware on how I think about a lot of things, I don't enjoy confrontation debates and going back and forth on opposing opinions. And I've started to accept that fact though. I start to accept like who I am and how I feel about things. So even if I have a different opinion and I know I don't wanna have a debate with someone, I just won't, I won't do it. But I don't get upset with myself and say like, why didn't you debate this person? Oh, because I don't want to. I, 
I that's that's a waste of time to me. I'm willing to have conversations, but I don't want to debate. So I accept who I am, and I think it's fascinating to continuously find new perspectives and find out how I think about certain things and accept myself for those things. I think that was very well said. I think yeah. that's a, it's a very nice thing. It's been excellent to watch you go on this journey, Bryce. It's always always fun to hear the hear the newest episodes and, and see who you're talking to, whether it's, a, it's an old friend of mine from high school or something. Yeah. From yeah, that was weird as hell. You're the whole, how did you get a hold of Miller? Uh, I reached out. Yeah, I went to high school with him. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, that was wild. Yeah. Small world, man. Small I'm trying, world. I'm trying to meet somebody from every state. So then when I travel around the country, I'll <laughs> have someone to meet up with. I got two in Georgia now, so that's good at least. Long Island, I got. I got uh, Long Island's not a state. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, Holden doesn't even live there anymore, actually. So that doesn't work. I got LA, so that's cool. I'll go out to California even though I've already been there. I'm trying to hit all of them, though. We'll slowly get there. <laughs> one at a time. One at a time. I do have one in London, so I could go out to London and see him. <laughs> yeah. Not wow. Matt, though. Uh, I'm not going to visit Matt. <laughs> Tell me he's a Matt in London. <laughs> all right. Well, Bryce, I, I very much appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, thank you for uh, coming on my show and giving me a break from asking questions. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it was fun. I hope uh, I hope you got to have a little introspection and, and learn a little bit along the way as well. Definitely, I I feel I feel as though I'm a new man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, I hope you have a good rest of the day. Good to see you. Thank you, everyone listening. Peace out and good luck.